we're back. Hello. Hello. How's everybody doing tonight? Great. So I say tonight because we're actually recording uh, at night. So I'm just going to warn people right now, I may be a little bit loopy this episode because, uh, you know, I get I get weird at night. Anyone else get weird at night? Only at um, full moon. I mean, <laughs> that's just Don, not you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Craigar might be getting weird. Oh, at we're night. talking about our characters. <laughs> uh, we're here for episode 17, and we are recording at night. We had a little bit of a scheduling uh, uh, issue, and so we're trying to squeeze in an episode. Dungeon Patrol after dark. Oh, yeah. We should definitely do that sometime. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so after late, like for us, is nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like seven o'clock, and I'm so tired already. And it's yeah. PG 13. Right? <laughs> you, you, can, you can tell the uh, Pathfinder when people are hitting that wall of. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. rough. Getting old is tough. I can't. It, I heard someone it. say it. Getting old is also lucky because that means you get to get old. That yeah, is true. Exactly. Yes, it's better than the alternative. Many more years of playing uh, role playing games, uh, and doesn't matter. We could, we could, you know, when you get retired. You can start at like seven yeah. in the morning, right? We got to be in the nursing home together and just keep it going. <laughs> Like that is literally Don's plan. Yeah. Like, like if we, I don't know. So if we, we really, you know, we need to really plan this out though. <laughs> I've seen those communities, you know, where friends get together mm-hmm. and they buy their little houses around their little community center and they kind of retire together. D and D all the time. Yeah. I mean, what is that or cards or shuffleboard? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not going to be old in a retirement home with people playing shuffleboard. No. <laughs> no. But, I'm going to have but we're gonna be board games. And VR. Lots of VR video games. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure well, this then, D&D is going to be in some kind of like virtual deck, like a, a holodeck. Start holodeck. Oh, yeah. that's true. We don't need to be in the same nursing home. That's good. Oh, my gosh. That would be awesome. So they got LinkedIn. Uh-huh. They just, like, put us in these tubes. Yeah, <laughs> plug us in like the Matrix and be like, okay, there you yep. go. We're still going to want physical dice. <laughs> You'll just have some kind of new HDMI jack in the back oh here, goodness. behind your ear. Uh, I will be an early adopter of that. Sign me sure. up. Put it in. <laughs> uh, I think we're on something here, so that sounds like a, a business opportunity. We could this is all trademarked, by the way. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> oh. right. Patent pending. Elon Musk, your hands off. Stay out. Yeah. Uh, Nobody there. <laughs> ready, ready, is it ready, ready Player One? That was what they were doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I look forward to our uh, D&D virtual reality future. Uh, but right now, we're... Uh, here playing playing this game in a fairly traditional manner um, over Zoom, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Reach out and pretend like we can touch you. Oh, wait. <laughs> I don't want you touching me. In, in real life. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, not virtually. Not that not kind of anyway, game. Right? <laughs> not that kind of bard. <laughs> no, not I'm not. Yeah. He's got to make some sacrifices if he wants to get famous, though. So, <laughs> oh my! Okay, <laughs> I wow! I wasn't like making an open. So, what episode here. is this? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. In patrol after dark. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I told you. I told you. Not enough caffeine to keep me going past seven. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so episode 17, uh, we should give a big shout out to all of our listeners and our supporters on Patreon. And if you want to be, uh, one of our, uh, people who supports this podcast and this adventure, uh, we would love it. We would absolutely love it. And to do that, you can just give a dollar a month, uh, $2, $5, whatever you feel like. Um, by going to patreon.com slash dungeon patrol, or you can visit our website, dungeonpatrol.com, and there should be a Patreon button somewhere on there. And, uh, man, what would we do without supporters? I think I would probably, uh, not be able to stay awake past seven if I, <laughs> uh, have someone, you know, encouraging me. I didn't have people depending on me to be here. 
but no, every little um, uh, gift that you guys give us, uh, it's a huge mental boost. I mean, it is so important to us just to keep, you know, playing as hard as we can and enjoying this adventure, just knowing there are people out there listening to us. Um, even when we spend 15 minutes talking about getting old and retiring to a, <laughs> you know, D and D home. Um, and but, we're sorry. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're sorry, but it's a good idea. You should think about it. You could join us. Um, join us. You never know. You never know who, which benefactor out there is like, Oh yeah, I'd be willing to fund that. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's got to be working on it, right? Somebody has to be. Virtual LARPing. <laughs> Verlarp. Yeah. VLARP and go. Um, so thank you all again. Thank you for listening. And, uh, you know, all of the support on feedback and elsewhere. Uh, very much appreciated. Now, Alar, can you recap us from last time? I can give you a recap. I don't know if I have my voice up yet. <laughs> After reporting back to Wolf Canute, Alar and the spiders were told by their friend Haydn of a spy in High Cobble, conveniently close to where they might find help curing Kragar of his bestial curse. Passage across zones lay in Bridgeview Prison, but the troop found it infested by ghouls. What else will they find in the prison? Find out tonight. On Dungeon Patrol. After dark. <laughs> After dark. Nice. Uh, very well done, as usual. And yeah, so that's where you guys are at. You're in this uh, crazy prison, kind of in the administrative area, stumbled across a small trapped nest of ghouls. Uh, and actually, one of them was aghast. So. Oh. Um, but uh, you managed to dispatch them very smartly and very efficiently. We are very smartly, Jerry. You should yeah. know that by now. Smartly. So we should, I want to take a look around this room to see if there's anything of worth or anything that's, I was would show just clues. about to say, yeah. search the bodies. Okay. Well, and the debris. And the debris. And the debris. Looking for I will let them do list. that. <laughs> Could you guys roll some perception for me? Oh, can we ever? You betcha. Yeah, I bet you can. Uh, let's see. Is there any heat left over 17. in here? I got 24. Wow. wow. 14. Wow. wow. It's all pretty good. There's no way I can compete with a 24. Literally cannot. I can't really get yeah. much higher, so. <laughs> uh, so... Like one of these areas, uh, you know, you already kind of identified it last uh, last episode as a break room. Um, the area off to your right you discovered was a latrine. Uh, there was a little cleanup area with a fountain and some drinking water. And then uh, kind of um, uh, a little sleeping area, rest area with uh, little cubbies along the wall for people to hang um, you know, maybe they had uniforms or something. Um, and some of those things are full. So, uh, you know, of clothes and other assorted, uh, goods. A lot in the office where you originally stumbled upon, uh, the creature behind the desk. Um, a lot of papers, paperwork, books, that sort of thing. Um, but you do manage to find um, in one of the drawers of the desk, you find a set of keys. Ooh. Um, rummaging through the bodies, all of the little cubbies, uh, through the desk, everything else yields about 32 gold worth of, uh, um, uh, money, various, uh, types and denominations. So, but, uh, Adds up to about 32 gold. And you also, what? Uh, conveniently divisible by four. <laughs> I have get, you know, received so much crap for not doing that. Right? <laughs> yeah. I can just I, see uh, uh, Alar nodding. Mm -hmm. I trained him that way. <laughs> Makes him happy every time I make it visible <laughs> by four. A little bit, it does. <laughs> uh, you also find a strange uh, belt that has little pockets that hold uh, 
vials of various colors of liquid. Um, some kind of potions. Yeah, you would imagine. Looks like a potion belt. Uh huh. And you also find in that uh, overturned shelf, uh, there was one box that was kind of uh, mashed underneath the shelf uh, that had, uh, it was a box of hardtack, kind of like uh, um, rations, um, and uh, 24 of these hard, uh, nearly indestructible biscuits packed full of nutrients. Uh, probably enough for you guys for, um, I think, um, two days, four days. I can't remember. What, what are I, you setting us up for, Jerry? Uh, nothing. Why are we going to need hard tack, Jerry? I, I'm just randomly throwing you some food just in case you want to give it to someone. You know, it's a good <laughs> trade good, right? Okay. <clears throat> uh, I will collect the hard tack into a bag and throw it over my shoulder. Has it been sealed? The ghouls haven't gnawed on it or <laughs> dripped their fluids? Or uh, oh. it, w- it looked like it was sealed up. Good. Quality um, hard tech. Yeah, Baylor, you should check out this belt. It's not exactly my style, Kragar. <laughs> I was thinking more, you know, perhaps if it has, uh, you know, magical nature to it. No. Oh. Well, I'm sure it does. Brokos, why don't you investigate this belt? Okay, I believe I have a spell that I can't. Help. I can't detect magic. So okay. Uh, yeah. Oh. Uh, Bards. Bards. Ah, <laughs> uh, see here, detect magic. I'm a man of many talents, <laughs> just not that one. Uh, I will detect magic, but uh, can we spend a little time so I can just use it as a ritual? Uh, Sure. Yeah. 10 minutes, right? Okay. Let me practice my ALR sigh. Well, could we actually Uh, rest then? Sure. I mean, yeah, you could. I just would rather use it a ritual so I don't use a spell slot. Let's do a short rest. Well, I would not. Yeah. I would. I'm down for a short rest. Okay. Okay. Somebody, do you need a short rest? Are you hurt? She's a little hurt. I'm a little hurt. And then I can also regain my superiority dice if we take a short rest. Oh, <laughs> there it is. An hour where would an hour is the you know, we can just take an hour. Yeah. Yeah. If that's okay. An hour. Well, that's the least amount that you can take. In this room? Oh. But we can go like right can go to down the, the hall. Yeah. You've got bathrooms. You've got you water. Can wash up. Yeah. Do your hair. There I've got beds. water. Really, there's water. There's running water here. Yes. <laughs> the the fountain worked. I, in fact, I used the facilities, if you recall. <laughs> are you going to uh, be that guy? Alar, are you going to be that guy? I am always that guy, Brokos. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll uh, put the bodies over here at this corner out of the way. Oh, right. So you can move the bodies and kind of uh, settle in for an hour rest. Mm-hmm. I will write a song about us vanquishing these undead beasts. <laughs> okay. Can't wait to hear that. Um, so, Brokos, you yeah. perform your ritual on this mm-hmm. belt of uh, potions, and you discover two of them are healing potions. Uh. The rest are potions of resistance. Two of them for are resistant to bludgeoning. Two of them piercing. Two of them slashing. Cool. I will share that with it. Um, I would say that the resistance I will give to the, perhaps the rogue and the fighter. Let's give them the, I mean, you guys just want to split those. Sure. Sure. Are you sure? Without me, who will tell the tale? <laughs> Think about it, Prokos. And then I will... Uh, if you'd like to spend more time yeah. up on the front line. <laughs> right, right. Discuss the terms. And I'll just hold on to the healing for now. Good deal. So, divvying up the potions and... Uh, 
someone's going to hold on to the belt, I assume. Is there anything special about the belt? Uh, no, just a convenient place to hold potions, I guess. I'll, I'll well, take you the know belt. what? Okay. I'll take the. You just said it wasn't your style. No, Me? I said it was my style. Oh, oh, who will? Okay, sorry. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wear the belt with my with my three potions on it. I'm going to be half animal, half time. So you know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm going to see the belt. I'm not even going to see the belt under all my fur. Yep. Um. Cool. Still not sure how that works. I don't know. Magic, kinda, man. Kind of gross. Yeah. Kind <laughs> of gross. All right. So hour passes. You do hear some noises uh, coming from out in the hallway um, where you entered. You mean where I'm singing my song? And uh, I rolled a one on performance, so it is a oh. terrible song. <laughs> the acoustics are horrible in here. <laughs> oh, man. It's not my fault. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so you, uh, you are working on your song. It's not going so well, but you hear something else beyond that kind of, uh, you know, scratching feet and scratching and moaning and, uh, sounds similar to, uh, the noises the creatures in here were making as you were fighting them. Uh, Okay. But we, Krigar. How are you good at locking things? Um, I think I could do that. We had to open a, a door to yep. get in here, right? We did. Mm-hmm. That There's the main door um, that was locked. So looking down the hall, I can see the door, and it is still... Still uh, open. All right. I would like to silently creep down there and gingerly close the door. Okay. You want to roll me a stealth? I would love to. Oh, pretty good. Uh, that will be a total of 20. 20. That is pretty good. You managed to silently creep back down the hallway. Uh, and when you get to that gate to close it, what you see uh, off to your left, um, you see that that locked uh, gate that went down one of the uh, wings of the mm-hmm. prison um, there are several of those creatures kind of reaching out with clawed fingers, like, you know, just kind of trying to grab at you, but you know, you're, they appear to be locked, um, in that wing of the prison. So, and how far down the hall is that again? Uh, from where you're at? Yeah. Uh, I would okay. say you're, you're probably about 10 feet away from them. Okay, so just could I safely and without risk to myself step up next to the door and do the classic, you know, walking dead sort of scenario where the, they're like, ah, and I just take my rapier and go and, you know, stick it through their eyeballs without them any chance of touching me. Mm, yeah, I would say if you're very careful, um, you know, uh, that could be doable. I would, uh, I would probably have to make you roll for something. I would think, I don't know what that would be. Um, you know, like lose focus. Everybody in walking dead loses focus. You know, they get a little too carried away. I don't want you to get too carried away and get clawed by one of these things and then be paralyzed. Um, I tell you what, then I, I, I will, I will consider that and then I will go and, close and lock the door and report my findings back so we can all rest for an hour. Yeah. It's probably the safer bet. It was like a solid door, right? Not like a cave or not like a, it's like a, a, like a prison bars. Yeah. Yeah. It's bars. So you can see through it. Yep. Yeah. So we can shoot them. I was just going to do a moonbeam and just watch them fry. Nice. Oh, okay. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, we're, we've got to get away out of here, right? So we yeah, should either start looking for secret passages or we're going to have to confront that. I, I think that that's the clue that we're supposed to go that way. 
<laughs> is it? Well, we can, we can explore this. So maybe I made it really easy for you, and you're supposed to go the way where there aren't bad guys. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. I'm feeling generous. That would be yeah, uncharacteristically I, nice. Of you. I mean, that's how I DM. Was, is it like a big bar- a barracks basically over there on their side? Uh, yeah. So there are two wings on either side. Um, both of the doors were shut. You didn't check to make sure they were locked, but they both appeared to be shut. The one on, as you're coming out of the office area would be on your left has a bunch of these ghouls, um, reaching out with their clawed fingers at you. The one on the right seems to be clear. All right. So we rest for an hour. Mm-hmm. All right, so I, I I secure us in here and we wait and rest. Does okay. anything happen during that time? I I I don't have a need for a short rest personally, so I will probably just patrol the hall and stay near the other door. You know, kind of back and forth and listen. Yeah, make sure there's nobody creeping up on us. Uh, no, it passes you. I mean, you hear them. You know, they know you're here. Uh, they. <laughs> driven to try to consume your flesh and so they're you know pressed up against each other making all sorts of noises clawing at the wall you know but um, nothing nothing uh, out of the ordinary they seem contained and uh, you can actually peek out at them once in a while and and they they look um, like they are you know have been trapped in there for some time okay So, what are you guys doing now? Does an hour pass and we're good? Yeah. Yes. All right. So, then we'll go back into the hall. All right. So, you're unlocking the door to the office again, stepping out into the hallway. Listening to see if, the you know, anybody else has occupied the hall in, in the last hour. Um, the same group is out there to your left. Uh, the right does seem clear. So when you mean left, you mean like here, east, the east. Yep. Right. So this this was a the no, no, no. this was like a four way junction. Mm-hmm. No, he's talking about past way way back here. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, it's and not, I was it's think, not on, it's not on the map. And yeah, I was thinking of map. I was yeah. thinking of searching for any kind of hidden stuff around here. Oh no, you. Uh, yeah. I assumed you did that when you okay perception. Okay. okay. Yeah, so we we originally came to like a four way and straight ahead led to this offices, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so and then there was left and right. So now looking back the way we came, straight ahead would lead us back <coughs> to the tower, uh, back to the tower, and then there were doors on the left and right that went out into the uh, twin courtyards. <coughs> okay, so do we want to explore? through these undead or go check out the other hall first. Well, let's just check the other hall first. If we've already got that to our advantage right now. Sure. Makes sense. Okay. Uh, I'm actually a curiosity. I mean, can, can we assess how many are behind that door? Um, yeah. It seems like we can get pretty close without them reaching us. I still, well, I mean, we've got ranged weapons. I, I still would mm. feel safer if we, you know, I don't want them popping the gate open behind us. Yeah, you don't even really know if it's locked. So we'll destroy them? Ah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, let's just kill them. Yeah. Okay. All right. You so want to moonbeam? Do we want to just Yeah, let, I, can, let's, I can try moonbeam, and if, if they run away, they're going to have, otherwise they can just, they just have to go, it's only a five-foot area, so you guys can use your range stuff, too. You know, it's, I mean, can we easily fire to the grate? Uh, you should be able to, yeah. I will fire my crossbow. I mean, how often can you do your moonbeam? I can I cast it once and move it from one to one to one to one. I know, one. but per day. It's a spell slot, so I get two spell slots. Oh, then why, you save so why don't you save it? Yeah. I mean, I know you want to probably use it, but... Yeah, but I mean, I'm not going to use spells a whole lot compared to turning into animals. That's true. If he wants to do it, I'd... I mean, I, I think we can go ahead and use our bow as well, but... I'm fine. I've got plenty of spell, spell slots, and I've got plenty of slots for healing potions, so I'm good. But you guys can... Uh, if you guys want to do all the work, and I'll just 
Supervise. <laughs> Sit back. Well, let's just, let's just test our effectiveness. So I'll pull out okay. my crossbow. I haven't even shot this yet, so. <laughs> uh, backfires. Can you do sneak attack with a crossbow, like in 30 feet? Like it was in 3.5 or in Pathfinder? Um, yeah, he can, do cro- he can do sneak attack on a ranged weapon. Okay. But they can't see him. Or if it, someone has advantage in any way. So you'd have sneak attack. Someone would have to be fighting them already, you know, within melee with them. Uh-huh. Or he would have to, they wouldn't have to see him. He would have to be hidden, basically. Yeah. All right. So it sounds like you guys have a semblance of a plan. And um, there are are five of them all, you know, after you take the time to make out all the various limbs that are flailing around at you. We will heroically shoot them until they are dead. (laughs) Again. All right. Deader. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I was thinking of scenarios where, you know, everybody just hides around the corner and then I hide <laughs> and then try to peek out and get a sneak attack and hide. Peekaboo with I, them? I think you're overthinking this. Well, Let's right, just yeah, shoot yeah. them. Yeah. Can we just shoot the ghouls? <laughs> I okay. shoot a ghoul. I'm right. just going to supervise okay. for now and just say, oh, you missed one. Uh, over there. Over there. <laughs> uh, that one. That one now. This is While a, they're arguing, I'm taking a shot. Yeah. 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 Take a shot. Take a shot. That's a 17. Uh, that was a hit. And we're just going to say that you guys whittle them down. Okay. Uh, I roll a one and it bounces off the bar. <laughs> and unlocks it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just see it Run go into the hole and twist. Like, They're shooting at us now. Oh. All right. So just because I, I just wasted all my good rolls, I rolled 18, 17, <laughs> No, 18, no. 19. Oh, wow. So I'm just going to stop right there because that's probably all I get for the night. Oh, yeah. No, you got to gotta take all those back. You need to get a velvet pillow for that die. <laughs> yeah, right? That is a special, special die right there. Yeah, well, yeah. no, because cause it, it takes away plenty. It, like, it runs really hot, and then, then you know, then it's like one. Really cool. It gives yeah. up, yeah. Oh, isn't that the, the way it works? Yeah. Okay, Especially when do, it comes to saves. Do we kill all the ghouls behind the bars? You you do kill all the ghouls. This is one of those classic I feel heroic. opportunities for you guys to spend a lot of time overthinking everything, which is fun for me exactly to watch. That's what we did, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, you... Uh, um, I just want to make sure you would do it carefully or you could have avoided them completely if you wanted to check out this other hallway. So, well, I mean, now that we killed the goals, we should check out where they were. Sure. Let's go. Okay. Cause that means other people probably have not been in there and there might be loot and there might be more goals. Maybe. So before I open the door, I'll do the <laughs> classic, you know, dagger across the bars. Hello. Goals. <laughs> Um, you don't hear anything, uh, for the first couple of minutes. And then all of a sudden there's a loud thud against one of the doors that you can see down in the hallway. It's a big zombie. Big zombie. Oh, zombie. But it doesn't come out out of the hall. It's still like behind another door. No, uh, either the door is shut and it can't figure out how to open it or it is still locked in its own cell. So the cell doors are actually solid with little viewports. Oh, okay. Oh, maybe this is a cell block. Is that what we're saying? We're thinking? Yeah. Yep. Got it. That's okay. what I thought. So, <clears throat> who's got those keys? Maybe I do. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure Brokos got them. He was the one that rolled at 24. Yeah. yeah. Brokos. Go ahead and toss them to you. Let's try these keys out and see if they open this door. Oh, is this door locked? Uh, it was locked, yes. All right. Do any, keys, do any of these keys unlock it? Uh, yeah. You uh, try a few of the keys, and uh, key number three, uh, lucky number three, opens the lock. All right. So um, what, so we see a hall behind here with yep. cells? Mm-hmm. There are solid 
metal doors on either side of this hallway. Metal doors. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, they could just be covered in metal or they could be solid metal. Your guess is they're probably just covered in wood, covered with metal. Hmm. Um, so do the, uh, the dead ghouls look like prisoners or more guards? Uh, they look like they probably were prisoners. Hmm. Uh, they look very, um, uh, very much like they were starving, if you could tell that, on a ghoul. Hmm. So very ghoulish. Very ghoulish, yeah. Well, I will creep down the hall. All right. So you managed to creep down the hall, and you do notice there are a couple of doors that are still locked, uh, or still shut anyway. And uh, one of them, uh, you still hear this occasional pounding against the door. And so do these also have like little viewport, window viewports? Yeah. Yep. And there, you can open them from the outside. So I will step up so that I'm against the wall opposite of that one to look through the viewport safely so whatever's in there can't grab me and see what I can see. Okay. Hello. So, cool. <laughs> you uh, open the viewport and uh, for a split second you see nothing, just uh, you know, kind of parts of an empty room. And then all of a sudden... Uh, bald head pops up on the other side of the viewport and you see teeth, you know, and he's actually trying to bite you through the viewport. Just I shoot him in the face. Away. Okay. <sighs> Shot in the face and you manage to hit it. It, you know, lets out this horrific scream and starts, you know, howling, coughing, you know, uh, disappears for a moment. You can hear some very disgusting sounds. Um, <laughs> pops back up. Shoot in the face. <laughs> Shoot in the face. So rinse and repeat, and eventually uh, it falls down one last time and does not reappear and is quiet. All right. I'll, I'll open that cell after that and see if there's anything in there besides a dead ghoul. Yeah. Uh, so you open the cell, and uh, you see the, the very kind of uh, – there's a metal bunk – uh, with a very uh, rough spun sort of uh, um, burlap um, kind of straw filled mat and uh, a little bucket over in the corner, which might bring back some fun oh, memories for you guys. No. <laughs> and uh, uh, a bent up uh, sort of discarded uh, food tray um, and uh, that's it. Lots of scratches on the wall. Looks like it was trying to dig its way out, scratch its way out. Um, you get the sense overall that these things were trapped here. Maybe on purpose. Maybe the guards left and managed to do that much. Um, locking them in. <clears throat> which seems inhumane obviously but from their perspective maybe uh maybe they were too dangerous to be let out in the public um during an uprising seems but really that's awful, your guess though. yeah it does seem pretty awful okay. all right well i'll shrug and i guess walk the cell block i mean is it a dead end back here uh, no, it is not a dead end. There is a small vestibule at the end, and you see a table and a couple of chairs uh, around the corner, and beyond that, there's a stairway going down. Oh, well, going that's down. unexpected. Okay. <clears throat> uh, I think strange sense of security. Yeah, we should take the stairs, though, right? They're supposed to go to the basement. I mean, agreed. We should probably check the other wing out for thoroughness. Eh. But why? We're trying to get somewhere, right? Before nightfall. That's We've already tarried here quite long. Let us go. He used the word tarry. I don't understand it. It must be important. <laughs> As you wish. Who's well, Brokos. <laughs> uh, I'll do a cursory search of the room with the vestibule and... 
see if there's anything else in here before creeping down the stairs. Yeah. Um, looks like a place. Four, four gold pieces, eight gold pieces. Copper. <laughs> <clears throat> four or eight. 232. <laughs> uh, you do see uh, some playing cards on this table. Um, and uh, definitely looks like, okay, guards would be here and they would be hanging out, probably strolling up and down the, the halls. Um, but this is where they would uh, sit down and take a break. I will collect the playing cards. All right. You find 51 playing cards. Oh. <laughs> Bummer. Um, so heading down the stairs? Indeed. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, you walk down the uneven stone steps into another corridor. There are fewer doors visible on this level, but the smell is unpleasant. A metallic tang of blood mixed with sweat and death. Each of the rooms you pass features different implements of torture. A rack, a room with hooked chains, one with a vat of oil, others with saws and various cutting tools. You eventually enter an open space where a blood-stained basket sits below a large block of wood. Along the wall, you see gruesome trophies piled atop a low bench. Heads rotted and blackened, with teeth exposed in the rictus grins of the damned. Against the far wall, you notice a pile of bloated bodies lying in a semicircle around a black iron door. This is pleasant. Right, <laughs> you said there. I'm sorry. They're arranged in a semicircle. Yeah, they appear to be in kind of a semicircle around this door, in a pile of pile of bodies. Well, that doesn't bode well. Is the door? Oh, uh, okay, okay. So I just so somebody made a wall of bodies. Is that what it looks like? Or something Blasted. exploded from the door yeah. and laid waste to all the people trying to get through. You should check for some traps. Okay, I, it's, I'm just trying to visualize what he's talking about. Does it look like just bodies splayed or are the bodies stacked? Craig, uh, the, you should let other people do the thinking. <laughs> I'm going to go over to one of the bodies and do a medicine <laughs> check to see how it died. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> the party infighting has begun. Yeah, it's all about a matter of, of understanding the description. One episode after seven o'clock. <laughs> our last after dark episode. Wait till we do the 10 p.m. episode. <laughs> oh, gosh. Just the sound of me snoring on the other. So, I do a medicine check on one of the bodies at uh, 22. Wow. All right. So you see the bodies have been hacked with some large bladed instrument. Um, very deep, very brutal cuts on all of them. They do not appear to be arranged in any particular fashion. Uh, just looks like they were, you know, they dropped um, kind of haphazardly where they stood. And... Um, so yeah, very vicious. I'm going to step slowly away from it. So as you're walking away, you notice in the center, right in front of the door, is another body. Uh, it looks like it has been um, putrefied, you know, beyond the uh, the nastiness around it. Uh, something else, uh, you know, from what you gather. Uh, in the slight glance, perhaps the person there was fighting off all of these other people. And were these other bodies, were they, did they have weapons on them? Were they guards or they, they, they just didn't, didn't see any weapons. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I'm but, to uh, uniform question, are they guards or are they prisoners? Yes. Okay. So you're going to investigate this little Scene. I'm going to use my eyeballs and just look, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> just like I'm looking at you. That's that's you find <laughs> the 52nd playing card in the pile of bodies. Uh, 
So now you're playing with a full deck, Alar. Um, <laughs> you, you look and this, um, what you see is pile of bodies, various mm-hmm. states of decay. Um, in the center, another body, this body, let me see if I can, if I, and on those bodies, are they wearing yeah. guard uniforms or are yeah, they, they appear to be guard. wearing uh prisoner garb there, okay. similar to the ghouls you found up there we in go. the hallway. So, so some hero fought off the advancing prisoners and then died in the process. There'd been a riot or something. Or the desperate prisoners were trying to get some freedom because they knew that they were doomed to die in this abysmal place. Exactly. And it was their last desperate bid for freedom. <laughs> yeah, but there was somebody Denied. at the door who's different yes. from them. So I'm going to carefully step over the pile of bodies and look at the one lone heroic figure <laughs> to see what he may be uh, left behind. Directly in front of the door, you see the brutalized corpse of what must have been the headsman. A dark hood covers the man's face, which appears to be stuck to the cold stone floor with dried fluids. The once physically impressive specimen is now nothing more than a pile of lumpy, rotten flesh. But amidst all the blood and gore, you catch a glimpse of dark red fabric. Seemingly untouched by the puddle of foulness around you, it appears to be attached to the corpse's neck by a fine golden chain with a ruby-encrusted clasp. Now that does sound like my style. (laughs) So the first thing I'm going to do is take my uh, silver rapier and stick it through his head, lest he decide to object to me taking his (laughs) his fine chain. Um, no objections here. Okay, so wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Good. <laughs> okay. Thank Wipe it off. Sound effect. Detach. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. <laughs> Detach. <laughs> and I'll uh, carefully search the body, also, you know, for his uh, fancy necklace, but also for what must be uh, a magical axe of some amazing power to have fought off this desperate battle. Yeah, you, uh, you, that was subtle. Impression. That was subtle, Kragar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, you don't see any axe. So, uh, you're, you surmise that probably when the prisoners finally overwhelmed this, uh, executioner fellow, um, probably took the axe with them. Uh, so mm-hmm. your guess is that maybe some of them did escape from the prison. Might be wandering Badrigan right now with a giant axe. Um, but also, as you're poking around at this body, you notice on the door, uh, in dried blood, someone has drawn that uh, albatross symbol, um, presumably using the executioner's own blood. Jerry, what have you been watching on Netflix lately? (laughs) You really need to lighten up. (laughs) All right, so the uh, I'll make note of that and point it out to the others with a grimace, and then uh, so the I'll hand the necklace over to Brokos to examine. It's a it's a clasp on the cloak itself, so it's not a necklace. Okay, is that but is the cloak itself trashed? No, it's surprisingly absolutely pristine. I will detach it then and uh, see if it fits my size. All right. This is uh, a very, you said it's red? Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Looks, good. Looks good on you. Thumbs up. Um, so, yeah, you, you put it on and uh, it, it does feel, feel good. Sure. Feels good. Good. Broco, surely this is magical. Yes, uh, sure. Uh, <laughs> these spells. Hey, you were wanting to burn a spell slot just yeah. a second ago. So, I, will, yeah. I will use detect magic. It's a first level spell, so. Okay, so it is magical. Oh. And you also get the feeling that it might be... Just slightly cursed. No. <laughs> so there's uh, this is like a thirty foot. So is there anything else that's glowing? 
Uh, <laughs> no. Craig, are, you're having such a run of luck, man. <laughs> hey, what, we're going to go find a priestess. Uh, it's all good. <laughs> what, what, if, what, what is it? School of Magic? Uh, that's a good question. I just totally made it up and didn't, uh, didn't bother <laughs> to think about that. Um, uh, what would it be? Ne- necromancy. Uh, yes. Totally necromancy. Yes. Yep. Well, that's two curses for you. <laughs> three, three times is a charm. Right. They'll probably give you a punch <laughs> card at whatever. <laughs> well, what did, what did you say the clasp look like? It was like uh, it was gold, and it had a ruby encrusted clasp. No insignia, or just just all we see is would be the albatross. Yeah, right. there's just a, a bloody. I mean, it's not bloody now, but it's dried on blood. You can just sort of, as you get closer, you can make it out. Um, but from a distance, it just blends in with the dark iron door. All right. Anything else on the body? Uh, no. The hood, some pants that are mostly rotten and gooey. Should we uh, keep moving? All right. Indeed. I'll check the door and see if it's locked. Uh, the door is locked, and it is blocked by a pile of bodies. I start moving the bodies. Mm. Okay. Yep. And I'll try the keys until I find one that hopefully fits. Yeah, you uh, try a couple of the keys and manage to find one that uh, fits. And with a slight squeal of the metal, it pops open. All right. I'll, I'll wait to actually turn it until she's moved all the bodies. So it looks so I coincide me opening it when she's done. Okay. And so she moves all the bodies and then you're ready to pick the lock or open the lock. And yeah. you do so. All right. Aha, I found it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You're going to open the door? I will write a saga about this moment. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The iron door protests loudly as you wrench it open. A dark tunnel lies beyond. A barrel with spent torches sits to your left, and a couple of oil lanterns hang from a metal peg that's been hammered into the damp stone on, uh, also on your left. Ahead, a small cart leans on its end against one wall. Other than those few items, all you can see is the roughly hewn stone of an empty passage that seems to go on for quite some distance. Ah, methinks this is the passage we sought. <laughs> methinks you're right. <laughs> Let us not tarry. <laughs> Let us not tarry. Uh, we're getting all God. flavorful tonight. Oh, yeah, we're out of our minds. So <laughs> are you going to go down it then? <laughs> Just I look back there. at my comrades in arms. Come this way, and I'll creep into the darkness. Uh, Friends, comrades, let us into the tunnel go. (laughs) Perchance to find our way to High Cobble. (laughs) Yes, okay. Oh, I'm like laughing so hard I'm sweating now, so um, it's not a good thing. It's a weird physiological response. Isn't it? Because he can't cry. He has to <laughs> I can't. watch the tears. <laughs> he can't cry, so he sweats. <laughs> it's got to come out some way. Oh, my gosh. We know he okay. has no tears, so there it is. <laughs> uh that is not do a trick of the to, light. My face is that red right now. Do so. we need to light torches for this? Uh, we all have dark vision. Yeah, yeah. I think vision. we can all see just fine. Uh-huh. I think so. Mm-hmm. Probably whoever normally would travel down this, they might might need torches or lanterns. Hmm. But those are lesser folk than us. Yeah, this cart looks like it's probably held some, uh, uh, you know, bodies at one bodies? point. Mm-hmm. Are there any kind of noticeable footprints going either way? Uh, it's all stone. You do, you and know, it's if uneven. You, 
it's uneven. There are little pockets of uh, puddles of water and maybe there's enough dirt for you to, you know, just glimpse a scuff mark or two. But I mean, there's no telling how old it is. I wonder if they used to transport the bodies to the priests for burial. Yeah. So what Haydn told you was that this, they had a tunnel that led to the Poppers Cemetery, which oh, that's right. you guys uh, know as Beggar's Rest, um, where the, the poor folk uh, who couldn't afford anything better, bodies were kind of just dumped there. And, you know, this is convenient for the prison, obviously, because they can just secretly wheel bodies over there and do whatever they please and nobody's the wiser. All right. Well, I'll take the lead and move cautiously down the tunnel with um, my rapier at the ready, frequently checking for all things gelatinous and ooze like. (laughs) Okay. Um, You walk down the dank passage and you can sense that it starts to slope slightly downwards. You start to notice droplets of water fall from ceiling to floor, leaving larger gleaming puddles in your path. Ahead, you see the stone start to change. Rather, it appears the stone walls are covered with some sort of moss or lichen. The fuzzy brownish green texture covers everything except for one gap where you see a dark doorway. So I'm sorry, it ends at this doorway? Is that what you said? Yeah, there's a, apparently like a wall up ahead uh, that's all covered with moss or lichen. And uh, in the middle of this wall is one doorway. My compatriot, perhaps you would wish to inspect the door. Mm, I quietly move to the door, listening attentively until I reach the door. Is there any windows or any way to see through it? Any light around the crevices? Uh, No, no light. Uh, Appears to be total darkness on the other side. Um, and it's just a, you know, more of a rough hewn wooden door, uh, definitely not secure or anything like the door you pass through on the other end at the prison end. Um, and it looks like it just kind of, you know, you'd easily push it open. There's no lock or anything really on it. All right. I will check to see if it is. Oh, you just said there is, there's no lock. So I will very quietly begin to open it. If it, resists and makes any squeaking noise, I will stop to oil it. <laughs> okay. Why don't you roll your stealth then? Uh, 14. 14. All right. So you very quietly open the door. It does kind of make a very slight creak right at the end. And that's where you stop. And you realize it's open enough that you can squeeze through um, without uh, bumping into anything. Right, what lies beyond? All right. Um, on the other side, you see a small room. And the only thing in this room appears to be a short flight of stairs that appear very crooked. Like there's a definite lean to the whole staircase but they appear solid, like made out of stone, just that it slants one way very sharply. I will turn back to my compatriots and say, well, we have found the stairs up. <laughs> what would we do without your keen perception, Kragar? <sighs> the gods only know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Fortunately, they do. <laughs> One of you would be wearing a cursed cloak right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks good, and I don't know better. Thank you, Kragar. Um, uh, I, I will uh, pass through. I mean, if there's nothing of interest in the room or nothing to, nothing looks like I need to go searching it, then I will. No. Quietly. Not really. Um it's kind of an empty room, uh, stone. It looks like a fancier kind of uh, more polished uh, stone. As you ascend the stairs, um, you suddenly realize that you're in some sort of uh, mausoleum or crypt of some kind. 
Uh, and it's in pretty rough shape. Half of it seems to have sunken into the soft, forgiving earth, leaving every block and joint at skewed angles. A portion of the main floor has been converted into storage for a variety of shovels, picks, wheelbarrows, buckets, and ropes. Along the wall, you see sealed niches for the ashes of the dearly departed, but the names on the brass plaques have been worn smooth by endless cycles of corrosion and cleaning. Opposite the niches, you see an ornately carved doorway with an ill-fitting moss-covered door. All right. I will move up to the door. Presumably, this leads out to the pauper's cemetery, and I will wait for the others to come up behind me. All right. And I will sit there quietly listening. Okay. And I assume it's still daylight, so I should be able to see light around the Does it look like there's light outside? You catch just the faintest amount of light outside. So we need to get moving. Open the door. (laughs) Kick open the door. All right. Uh, Well, I will will quietly open the door once everybody's up behind me. Okay. You walk out into the cool, misty evening. In this deep valley, it seems darkness is already settling over the horizon, erasing the last remnants of twilight. Slanted stone steps end at a rough cobbled path that is mostly overgrown with scraggly weeds that look dead but seem permanently affixed to the few stone remnants. A couple of quick steps down the path and it disappears entirely, lost in a morass of spongy turf and mud. The darkness and fog begin to limit your vision to mere feet. Well, we should make haste to get out of the cemetery. Yes, that's what I've been saying. Let us go. All right. I press forward until I find the end of this place. Okay. So as you wander through this boggy ground, you quickly lose your bearings and find yourself stumbling from one crude grave marker to the next, trying to maintain a straight line in an endless bog. Finally, you see a light up ahead, yellow and faint, It serves as the only fixed point of reference for your meandering. You approach it eagerly, but warily. I approach it eagerly, but warily. (laughs) (laughs) Also stealthily. Stealthily, too. All right. You get closer to the light, and you're probably within earshot, assuming that this is a a house or a... shack or a person with a lantern or something, whatever it is, uh, you're probably uh, within hearing range. Um, So I don't know if you want to stealth or you want to shout to it. I do want to stealth. And there the dice taketh. So I got a 10. (laughs) Okay. So you start to approach as stealthily as you possibly can. And suddenly the light blinks out and darkness. Well, that was rude. (laughs) And I think that's where we're going to leave it for this time. Mysterious. Very mysterious. So you're kind of lost in this uh, boggy, uh, terrible place in this uh, valley full of, uh, you know, we're, we're in a city. How, I mean, <sighs> I know that's the beauty. That's the beauty of making up your own world. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. <laughs> I said, I want a prison that leads to a cemetery and I want it to be scary in the middle of nowhere. And okay, I Jerry. In the city it's going to happen. I feel like we're in Silent Hill. I, I swear, like, uh-huh. yeah, we're all that. imagining yeah. this. Yeah. Well, I mean, next episode, 12 monkeys because. inside of some kind of sane asylum. <laughs> we're just thinking this. Oh, uh, yeah. We're well. still trapped in that first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? We've gone insane. <laughs> Don't ruin the ending of the campaign. Uh, you wake up. <laughs> oh, man. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> Sorry, it gets it just keeps getting darker, but uh, I'm trying really hard. But again, it's it goes along with my sanity. So yeah, yeah. 
Sure. You know that you know that Alar does. He's he, he's like a uppity pop musician. He's not like he has some really good ballads, but there are a lot of. I don't know. Too. I'm I'm ready to go pretty emo at this. Yeah, point. are you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think we should do more uh, after dark uh, episodes. Yeah. Actually, um, I don't think I've laughed this much. At for least a while. one more, perhaps. <laughs> at least, at least, least one more. At least one. As we try to, you know, build up a small stockpile of uh, episodes here so we can have some vacation time and restore our sanity a little bit. Just mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. Uh, well, thank you, guys. Yeah. That was a, that was a, that was a fun episode for Good me. Good time. <laughs> oh, Craigar. I'm, uh, I can't wait to see what, or find out what that... Uh, with that yeah. curse, the cursed. Uh, I know that's yeah. papers here. The I didn't cloak. actually think it was going to be cursed. That's I thought it was going to be like a <laughs> elven no. cloak of something, yeah. you know, like to get you through places, give you a little bit of advantage through stealthiness. But no, nope. I, I was hoping for AC, you know, because my yeah. sucks. Yeah. Mm. Well, maybe. maybe it is AC. You just you die in like thirty days. <laughs> or you're just but doomed to die, you know, <laughs> in a mass fight or something. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Attacked by a semicircle of people that resent you. That's you, you cannot have any where cursed attacks be removed from you. <laughs> <You're>, whatever curses <laughs> you had prior, are right? Permanent. So. Permanent curses. Well, if that's the case, then I want to go get bitten by a where bear before this is over. <laughs> we got six days. We've got time. We've got time. Uh, no, I, I, I was really hoping that you guys would uh, try to figure out what it was because I had fun coming up with it. I'm trying to think of what kind of thing makes sense for this town magically. And I did some searching. And so I ended up making up my own thing, which hopefully is somewhat sensible. But uh, I think it'll be fun either way. Curses and all. It was a school of necromancy. The magic was. Yeah, I I think that would make the most sense for what it actually does. Okay. So okay, yeah, awesome. <laughs> so you can I ponder that for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if Sorry, Craigar. You know, if anybody's going to put a cloak on, it's going to be the rogue, right? Without I, us. I, I just yeah. love the irony that you you spent most of the session overthinking and slowing <laughs> us down, and then you just pop the cloak on. <laughs> That'll teach you to just act without thinking. Right. I think you just that's all gross and then it's like totally. You know, Gregor is a lot more careful than, you know, characters in the past. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's how I decided he was going to be, but. I was kind of curious and how yet. you guys are going to dispatch those other ghouls. Like, I thought, oh, maybe if it was me, I would probably go and lock myself behind the empty corridor and then shoot them from there just in case they got out. And like, there's all, all sorts of stuff. The moonbeam thing. That was cool. That would have been neat to just see them fry. And I'd already thought about that a bit. Uh, you know, that they'd just be too starving to want to get out of the way, just trying to reach out for you. Right. But, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad you guys put them out of their misery. So less of a danger, to the yeah. fine city. We've done a good deed for the city. Yeah. 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 That seems yep. to be what we do. <laughs> Whether we want to or not. Whether you want to or not. Well. So I wonder if this is a cursed cloak, if uh, the cleric will give you a two for one deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're costing us extra here, Craig. Well, yeah. So he can't, so by casting detect magic, you don't actually find out the properties? Uh, no, no, it just says school. It just, uh, you know, it's, it just says if there's anything that kind of glows, I would have to have identify to, Mm. to really kind of know, but yeah, for the duration, you sense presence of magic within 30 feet of you. If you sense magic in this way, you can use your action to see a faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic. And you learn a school of magic, if any. Mm. Nice. Yeah, well, you learned the school. Magic, yeah. Thanks for helping me figure that out. It does mm. make sense. Um, right. And probably next time we'll figure out what that cloak's all about. I guess we'll see. Right. See if you can get up out of this uh, uh, cemetery first, right? Uh, well, good job. 
Dungeon Patrol after dark. All right. Well, you guys are That's all we can do. <laughs> yeah. All right. Take care, everyone. Good right, episode. Right. See you next time. Thank you for listening. We hope you're enjoying our adventure. To show your support for this podcast, please leave a rating or review on your preferred podcast app. Also, be sure to check us out at DungeonPatrol.com.